0: Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in today. This is the Word of Podcast, a program where we discuss you versions Bible verse of the day. I'm Matthew, just your host, and it's my pleasure to share with you today. In today's episode, we will be looking at the pure in heart. The pure in heart. Without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8 reads, Blessed The pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This simple statement was part of the longest sermon preached by Jesus on the mountain, popularly called the Sermon on the Mount. They're referred to as the Beatitudes, and someone rightly said, These are the attitudes to be. Jesus listed about eight attitudes he wants us to imbibe through which we would please God and impact our society. Today, we shall look at purity in heart. We could also call this inward purity. It's much easier for us to dress in white robes, spotless and without wrinkle. We tend to focus more on our outward appearance than the appearance within. This is no surprise as we tend to get more accolades from people based on how we look outwardly. We sometimes forget that true change is not in the package but the content. I remember one time a major global brand said they were going to bring some form of change to their products. But what they did was to make some alteration to the pack rather than the actual content. This again is no surprise. It is a human issue. Last week we talked about how humans are obsessed with what we can see, how be it inferior and temporal. But God is more concerned about the heart. People who have mastered the insatiable nature of humans and our love for outward view have become billionaires in business. (laughs) The prophet Samuel almost fell for this when he was asked to go anoint a king in Jesse's house. Remember, he's human as well. Samuel saw Eliab and said, This must surely be the one. He's got the appearance fit for a king. This must be God's choice. But hear God's response to him in 1 Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Listen to this. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. My question to us today is, if the Lord looks at your heart, what would he see? If the Lord takes a close look at your heart, what would he see? The heart is a true reflection of who you are. Someone can put up a form of smile, but deep within, full of bitterness and hatred. God does not see the smiles. He sees the bitterness and hatred that is hidden in your heart. No wonder the Bible says the heart of man or woman is desperately wicked. Who can know it? See that in Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. He says the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Alright, so the Lord is able to check our heart, the Lord is able to test our heart, to know what is in our heart. And that heart that was said to be wicked and deceitful is the unregenerated heart, the unregenerated human There are only two people who have access to the content of your heart. Number one, God himself. And number two, you yourself. We sometimes think that the devil has access to our heart, but he doesn't. Satan has no power to know what you're thinking. He has no access to your current thoughts. What he only does is to make suggestions. Just like you have suggested feeds when you scroll through your social media, you find suggested videos, suggested photos, etc. The platforms suggest things to you and it's your decision to view them or not. If you figure that the suggestions are not things that you would like to view, you can stop them from coming. By disabling similar suggestions. So you could say to the platform, I don't want to see stuff like this anymore, and it stops coming. This is a good example how we can guard our hearts. That's why the Bible says, Guard your heart with all diligence. This means when you guard your heart, when you put measures in place, the enemy does not have the power to undo what you have done. <laughs> the best he can do is to keep giving you suggestions through other means, particularly things that he thinks you would like. And once you click that button, you have opened the door and you begin to see loads of stuff like that flooding your feed. All right. So how seriously does God take the issue of the heart? How serious is this to God? Going back to a prophet Samuel again in 1 Samuel 13, 13 to 14. he says, Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. I've underlined this in my Bible. He says, the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord has commanded. So Saul was given a command from God. God gave him a word, gave him an instruction. Go and do this, destroy all right? And he went and did things according to his own dictates. All right? He ignored the word of the Lord. And God rejected him because of that. And God sought another man who God in his own infinite knowledge knows would obey him. So in terms of obedience and other factors, God has considered David a man after his heart. But judging from the life that we can read that King David lived, I bet you would ask the question, was this really a man after God's heart? What a remark to be made by God to a mere man. Are you looking at your life today and asking similar question? Could it ever be me? Can I ever be a man after God's heart? And the answer is yes. Let's go back to David and have a look. David was not a perfect man, neither am I, neither are you. God is not looking for perfect people. God partners with people who realize they're struggling and need him. So if you think you're struggling in life, it's not what disqualifies you. So your struggle does not disqualify you from being in God's list. It actually enlists you. (laughs) So... If you want to be true to yourself, we can put up a front for others to see but not God. We cannot deceive ourselves. Who are you when no one is watching? When you're alone, when you're in a town or city where no one knows you, who are you then? What do you do when you're in the dark? You may, be, you, you may not be proud of that version of you, but remember, gold is never gold until it is refined. So these should not lead to contempt or depression, but it should lead you to the cross where Jesus can help. Another lovely psalm by the man after God's heart, David. It says in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is a prayer made from someone who is sincere, someone who is genuine, someone who truly loves God. And that's all God wants from us. He wants us to be sincere with him. He doesn't want us to come and deceive him. The Bible says God cannot be mocked. So if we want to be sincere with God, he's going to be sincere with us. God wants people who can come out to say, search me, O God, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. That's somebody who is vulnerable before God. Purity of heart can only come through Jesus. When Jesus said, I am the way, he meant there is no other way to be pure. There is no other way to be holy. You can try on your own, try all you can, but you cannot achieve this besides me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. You cannot do this on your own. If you don't like the version of you now, the only way to get to a better version of you is through the path created through Jesus. There is no condemnation on that path. He cleanses and purifies. There's so much to say, folks, regarding purity of heart. Jesus was praying for his disciples and he asked God to sanctify them by the truth. What that means, sanctify them by his word, by him. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the sanctifier. Jesus is the word. So in other words, Jesus is sanctify them through me. Sanctify them by my blood. And it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses. The blood of Jesus purifies, it sanctifies. So are you listening to me today and you feel you're not part of this fold, but you're feeling like you're lost. Come on, there is space for you. There is room for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for you as well. It's cleansed us. It can cleanse you. All right? There is no condemnation here. It is all love. All love. So, I remind us of our verse for today. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. To be pure in heart is to allow God's word to wash you clean and live according to the dictates of the pure word of God. Hmm. It says when we do this, we will see God. The word see means to have a revelation of him, to gaze upon him without shame. We'll be in the presence of God as in the presence of our father, boldly gazing onto his beauty. Oh, come on. Shall we just pray that Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you because we know we can achieve purity through you, through your blood. Lord, I pray for everyone struggling with impurity, struggling with sin. Listening to me today, I release grace to accept Christ. Grace to be open to the gift that Jesus gives. I pray, dear Father, that everyone struggling, that you would reach out to them. Even through this word and dear Holy Spirit, let help be made available. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Receive grace to be pure. Receive that eagerness, that zeal. Fill us with your power and your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Always a pleasure to share God's word with you. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up podcast. God bless you.